Welcome to TalkEerie.com's Joel Natale Show, Erie, Pennsylvania's daily podcast. Every day, we tackle the biggest issues that the Erie PA region faces. Stay informed and involved as we advance the narrative of Erie. Now, here's Joel Natale. We want to welcome our neighbor. Would you be mine? Could you be mine? <laughs> Won't you be my neighbor? Welcome to the neighborhood. <laughs> Ainsley Prosing, she is executive director of the Experience Children's Museum. What's the address over at your place? 420 French Street. And we're at 429 State. So We're actually it's like almost back to back. Almost back to yeah. back. That's amazing. And and again, it's a special it's a special walk along Fifth because you've got you know where your new construction zone is going to be. You've got yep. the Erie Art Museum. You've got glass growers. Mm-hmm. You've got the, and then you start seeing mm-hmm. the shops at Fifth and State, and there's us. And Yeah. I mean, this is synergy going on easily. Yeah. It's Great incredible. things are happening. It's incredible. All right, so the last time we talked to you, um, I'm not sure uh, when we had you on the air if you even knew that you were staying put. Yeah, I can't remember. I've aged quite a bit in this process, Joel. <laughs> so I have no clue. So we can just say with <laughs> yeah. Well, we well we remember when Ainsley would come with the you know the lizards to oh, WCTL, yeah. you know, and uh, you I know. don't have any of those to bring out of my pocket. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have any live animals at the museum? We have fish. Okay, there you go. Um, and we had a turtle at one point. Um, but then, you know, we decided that what really wasn't our business. So sure, sure. we got out of that. So 25 years of the Experience Children's Museum. Mm-hmm. And um, it was probably, what, close to five years ago when you started yeah. thinking about it? Yeah. Talk so, about the, like, the origin story of the, sure. of the big capital campaign. Yeah, so it's taken us that long, which is good. We have thoroughly thought through everything, hopefully. Um, you know, we really started to look at what our community needs us to be. Mm-hmm. And um, our current building has served us great. It was gifted to us by Erie Insurance. Wow. Um, but the building itself is over 100 years old. It was the old Boston store livery. Right. And, you know, not to get you jealous, but French Street is the most historic street. I know Mr. Hagen will say 6th Street. Right, is, but right. French Street has some great history if you ever get bored and want to look that up. Is there still that whole thing with, um, what, what am I trying to say? Uh, the Dobbins house, like that, wasn't there like uh, like an original house? Mm, probably. You know what I'm, talking I'm about? not yeah, sure. I don't know if they moved that with Gant, uh, Hammett might have moved it or something yeah. like that. But anyway. there's quite a bit of history on French Street. Sure, So, absolutely. you know, the building has served us well. Um, but we really needed to start to think of how could we offer more things for our community, more programming, see more kids through the door, and can this building get us there? Mm-hmm. And to be honest, it can't. Um, it, How many square feet is currently in the three So stories? it's it's a 14,000 square foot building, but okay. only about 9,000 of that is exhibit space. Gotcha. Um, and so, you know, we see 64,000 people a year, pre-COVID, of course, right. um, which is a great penetration. We know we're seeing a lot of people, um, but we were only seeing kids till about age eight. And so um, one of the things that you'll hear me say often is nonprofits need to be run like a business. Um, we do great things for the community, and that's a big part of it, but we are a business, and it's not a good business model to be losing people after eight, their child reaches age eight. Sure, sure. We also heard from schools that said, we would love to bring the third and fourth grade to you, but they've really outgrown you. Hmm. And, you know, now with schools, classrooms are actually 
having kids 26 in a class times six classrooms, we can't fit them. So they physically can't fit in our current building. Oh, my goodness. So, you know, we had to do some deep thinking. And we said, look, this is we've got to start thinking about a plan. Um, And it's funny. You'll appreciate this because of where we are. My first call was to Erie Insurance. And I said, you know, what's your plan? And I'm thinking they're going to have a two or three year plan. They have a 40 year plan. Right. So, you know, that was eye opening. I thought we got to get a plan guys. And so we kind of knew the development that was happening down here. And we thought we need to start thinking about our future. And so that's kind of where we went from there. Lots of community surveys, feasibility studies. And then, as you know, I think we talked about it. We looked at gosh, 15 to 20 sites. Is that right? Wow. So if anybody called us and said, we think you should put the children's museum here, we went and looked at it everywhere from the JMC ice arena to, um, Toys R Us, the former Toys R Us up by the mall. I mean, we were all over the place um, because we wanted to make sure that we were making the right decision. What do you feel like, um, like when you were looking around that you would be an anchor for additional development around you? Yes. So that was, you know, I kind of got a little bit of a boost of confidence Yeah. because I went and traveled and met a lot of my peers and they said, listen, you need to hold steady children's museums are anchor institutions. They revitalize downtowns. Um, Children's museums are often given money to change the narrative of an area. And so I did a lot of research um, in Cleveland and Pittsburgh and Buffalo. And Buffalo, for example, the city of Buffalo gave them $10 million to put the Children's Museum at Canal Side. Oh, wow. Um, And it's done tremendous things. Carnegie Science Center is right along the water. They were given money to put the Children's Museum there. So I knew how important we are to what goes on down here. And so that really helped us with our decision as well. But you were kind of landlocked, but then like, you know, the paradigm changed for you Mm -hmm. because you had this outdoor garden area and was that ever on the original list? To be honest, it wasn't. If you would have asked me, you know, all those years ago, I would have said, I'm never keeping it here. Primarily because I just couldn't see it. We needed parking. Um, you know, at that time, John Persinger wasn't hired yet. We, we didn't right. really know what they were going to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just didn't think we'd have enough space. Sure. Um, then once you start to look at the, the, the dollars and what things cost, um, the other thing that's really attractive, two things that really helped us with our decision, and it wasn't just my decision. I have a board of directors sure. and we have a committee, but we could control our own destiny. Mm-hmm. No matter how much money we raised, we could control it, whether that's renovating the current building or building a two-story addition. I was nervous. I don't want to do this and put this organization at danger in the future. Absolutely. So, or that'd be my legacy and that would be good. And that happens, you know, sometimes we bite off more than we can chew. So that was important. And then the other thing was, you know, I started looking around at Erie Insurance and their security guards walking around Mm -hmm. and the cleanliness and the snow removal and the plants and the flowers. And I thought, boy, I would be crazy to move this organization away from a neighbor like Erie Insurance, Hammett Hospital, and Gannon. I employ pretty much all Gannon students so they can walk to my facility. When you start to add those numbers up, that's pretty significant. Sure. Um, And so I thought we really need to take a hard look at staying where we are. 
so uh, when did when did that occur to you? And then w- wasn't there some conversations that really kind of uh, sweetened the deal for you? There was, yeah. So, you know, at the same time, we were putting the dollars together, getting some very preliminary numbers of what that would cost, kind of laying out the new museum because it was important to me. I had a vision and we wanted to expand the age range. We wanted to see more kits. Could we do that in this footprint, even building the two-story addition? Mm-hmm. And once we learned that that was possible, then I really started to think, okay, we need to explore this more. So I made a call to Erie Insurance. Um, and you know what? You got to go right to the top. So I went to Mr. Nicastro several times. He'll tell everybody that I beat him down, but I did not. <laughs> you can't beat someone like him down. No. Um, but I went to him several times and I said, this is really important. We're going to need parking. And I understand every place in Erie has parking problems, but put, he was a new grandpa. And I said, think of this, you know, you are coming to the museum with your little one in your life. You've already had a marathon before you left the house. You're just happy you're out of the house. Then you come down, you got to circle around to find parking. And then you got to climb the snowbank. Then you got to find quarters for the meter or get the app, download the app. But It's an event, and we need to make it as easy as possible, so we need parking. Once he said yes, that he would help me get some parking, then we were really in. Wow. That was a big, big uh, help. That's, that is amazing. And, and, um, and where, where, how does that stand right now? Or is that more of a future thing? Yeah. So Mr. Nicastro also became my campaign chair. So yes. he's pretty involved. <laughs> exactly. Um, so we don't have a necessary assigned spot yet. We're okay. still waiting for construction to kind of pan out. Um, but we have a designated space that will either be across the street on French Street or the visitor lot. Okay. Um, across on 5th. So you'd be able to go to the visitor lot to come to yeah. the uh, And museum. I'm really excited for all that the EDDC is doing because mm. I know they're going to, we just talked about it, a parking garage maybe a block away. That's huge. Yeah, absolutely you is. Can, now we become a destination. You can park, go to the children's museum, you can go grab a cookie, you can go to the food hall, grab a Rita's. Now we've made it a downtown, you know, event a spot there yeah there's synergy there it's it's remarkable to think that and we want to get into you know what people can expect um uh, but just a little quick short story so my my uh, grandchildren were in over the christmas holiday and we came to the to the children's museum and uh yeah i mean for a two-year-old it is like paradise right (laughs) you know so whether we were exploding rockets in his you know his Army Ranger father was, you know, making rockets for him and, you know, the pop or, you know, we're, we're playing with the, with the cars or mm-hmm. all. Yeah. I mean, just, there's just so much there and you really can just kind of get lost there. Mm-hmm. You can spend as, you know, long time on an exhibit or just short time. Mm-hmm. We were, we were building uh, train tracks and mm-hmm. it's just, it is remarkable and it, and, and it, it, it's, it's, it is really high quality, Ainsley. I mean, I, I mean, as, as someone who I haven't, you know, my kids kind of missed it, mm-hmm. you know, they were too young, too old, I should say. But uh, they, I mean, they went a few times, mm-hmm. but um, it, it really is remarkable what's what's been built there and what kind of legacy there is now that it's this kind of mm-hmm. senior part of of the downtown experience, 25 yeah. years. Really. Thank you. See, I look at that stuff and that's great. And I love the, everything you're saying. But we are still mom and pop. There is some exhibits that, you know, people have made for us and whatnot. Sure. So this new facility is really going to be something that you would see in a big city. And so when Tim and I go around and we 
you know, ask people for money. We say, this is the, the children's museum that the people of Erie deserve. You would see this children's museum at Cleveland, Buffalo, Pittsburgh. Why not Erie? Um, and so you're going to see a huge elevated level of uh, exhibits in this next facility. We were uh, at the uh, Experience Children's Museum for the big uh, announcement of a $5 million RACP grant, uh, state grant uh, for, you know, state capital for the, for the museum, for this new add-on. And Ainsley Brozig is with us here on the show. And, uh, uh, but, I mean, let's, 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 let's you know, uh, rewind the tape here a second. So you, you were able to uh, engage, you know, the top of the only Fortune 500 company in Erie that's headquartered in Erie. Um, so Tim DeCastro is your is your your chair. So that that carries some weight. And then you had the chutzpah to go for the major state grant. Mm -hmm. Now tell us a little bit about what's entailed with all mm -hmm. of that. So yeah, that process started three years ago. Believe wow. it or not. Did you already have a budget for? Yeah, we had Go very ahead, preliminary numbers. Okay. And, well, you, and how much is, how much are we looking at here? Well, see, early, early on, yeah. we said it was going to be about $7 million. It's going to be more than that. It's going to be way more than that. Yeah. Um, but very early on when we started the process, you actually have to be put into the budget. So you have to get your project even in the budget to be considered to apply for an RCAP. Okay. So it's quite a process. So we were in the line item for $5 million, so we figured we were going to ask for that. Um, and then it is extremely competitive. There are so many amazing projects going on. Um, and you're not just competing with projects in Erie, which, oh my gosh, we have so many. Sure. But you are competing with statewide. Mm. So um, you really have to just be diligent. We worked hand-in-hand -hand with our state legislature, meetings after meetings. I think they were probably tired of seeing me. Just keep telling our story. I was ready to go to the Capitol. I said, how do I get in to see the governor? <laughs> Let's make this happen. That's you know, amazing. I used to with zoo animals. So sure. I was thinking, how can I get in to see him? <laughs> That's right. Um, but then having Tim Nicastro and the support of Erie Insurance was huge. Yeah. Um, because, you know, I can get it from a state standpoint. They want to know that, okay, if we give you the money, are you going to get this done? Mm -hmm. When you have the backing of someone like that, okay, sure. they know she's dead serious. This is happening. That's that's amazing, and so um, so you, uh, right now the budget is where is it double digit? Is it twelve? So is it ten? What we is are it? at about seventeen million. We're at seventeen. Mm -hmm. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So we've been at fifteen point two for quite a while. Gotcha. The project just went out to bid, and we've confirmed all of our our team of construction. Right managers and whatnot. And so um, when that came back, of course, you know, you look at COVID has made prices of things go up, not as much as we thought, well, but that's still a good lot. News. Um, but we have a contingency in there. Sure. Um, again, we need to build this with zero debt for the museum. And when you have the big guy, Tim Nicastro, backing you, we're going for the $17 million. And right now you have 9,000 square feet for exhibits in the current building, how many more square feet will this uh, addition add? So the total is going to be 36,000 square feet. Oh, so this is like tripling or something. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we're going from about 25 exhibits to over 150. This is a total <laughs> game changer. Yeah, this is. Has it always been at that level? It has. Okay. Uh-huh. 
But again, we were thinking, you know, before we got the state funding, before we got the transformational funding, we were like, okay, well, we could scale it down. We could do it in phases. Right. Phases are very hard for a project. And that's that's so e- yeah, that's so old eerie. Yeah. I'm sorry, but you're I mean, right. The, I mean, I'll I'll never get it out of my brain. When they built the the new Central Fire Hall and and Mario Bagnoni pounding on the desk saying we're not going to spend a, one dime more than a million dollars, and so they cheaped it out and they ended up spending another million mm-hmm. fixing the building. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just that kind of You're right. backward thinking that we that we've cast off, hopefully. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean, I've been in it the whole way to the point where my board and some people in the community have thought. She's crazy. There's, <laughs> there is no way $17 million is coming out of Erie, Pennsylvania for the Children's Museum. And boy, you know what? That kind of lit a fire under me because, you know, my pass is from the zoo. Mm-hmm. And I thought if this was the zoo, nobody would bat an eye. If it was the ballpark, no one would bat an eye. We need this Children's Museum. And mm-hmm. I was not backing down. So we're going for it. This is, you know, and you guys see it down here. This is once in a lifetime change yeah. going on down here. If we don't build this now, I don't know if it's ever going to happen. You, you know what uh, occurs to me? It, 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 it's, it is the buildings, yes. It is the, it is the reno, renovations of these old buildings and, and building of new ones. But it's the people at this moment that are the difference makers, in my opinion. It's the you, Ainsley. <laughs> you know, I mean, honestly, it's the Persingers. It's the Brosigs. It's the... It, you know, I'll, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll name my brother Alan, yeah. you know, uh, you know, who was an early adopter of this thinking here yep. and his, and his partner, Mike Neese. I mean, uh, when you look at what's happening here, um, it is the people that have decided to turn the narrative over. And of course we, ha- we have to men- mention Mr. Nick Castro because, mm-hmm. because of, uh, and Mr. Hagan, because of their commitment as a community partner, mm-hmm. It's, it is facilitating this stuff to happen. I mean. You are right. I mean, the governor has even said it. Devin, Dennis David said it. It's finally Erie's all working together. They've mm. been begging us to do that. Yeah. Everybody work together to get this done. Yeah. Don't, don't, don't take us on these wild goose chases of, mm-hmm. of uh, juice plants and whatever else. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm bringing up old wounds. So, okay. So we're, we're going to triple the size of the Children's mm-hmm. Museum and make it world-class, make That's it right. like, like it would be in any city. Mm-hmm. It, um, does your research say that uh, beyond just the local community, that it becomes like a, a, a magnet mm-hmm. for visitors? Mm-hmm. So interestingly enough, we did a feasibility study, right? Because before we even asked for any dollars from anybody, people want to know, it's that saying, if you build it, will they come? Right. That's really important. We could build this 36,000 square foot facility, but can we withstand it? Can we uphold what we need it to be for five years from now? And so what we learned was that um, 30% of our visitation actually comes from out of town. Wow. Now that's not surprising in Erie, Pennsylvania. We're kind of a tourist town, right? But it is for a children's museum because children's museums are primarily local families. Sure. But we are actually drawing people in. Um, And we kind of knew that, but not to that extent. The perfect thing about our museum that people love is um, it's small enough now that you can do multiple things in a day. You can come to the Children's Museum, catch a Seawolves game, go to the beach. You can do multiple things. 
That makes a lot of sense. All right, um, uh, we're, we're down to our last couple minutes here before the bottom of the hour break, and we're talking about the, the Children's Museum and this, this build-out here. And, and so um, you did the feasibility study. Um, I wanted to ask you about, like, how does it break out as far as mem- memberships versus, mm-hmm. you know, single, mm-hmm. single game tickets, if you mm-hmm. will, you know? So our prediction in a stable year, they look at the new museum, um, we'll draw about 130,000 visitors annually. Oh, okay. Wow. Stable year. So you're we, looking, looking at doubling your mm-hmm. visitation. They know year one, you'll probably blow that out of the doors because mm-hmm. people want to see it. But yep. stable year, 130,000. And then membership, currently right now we're at 3,000. Wow. So they're predicting maybe we jump to 4,000. Um, but, you know, memberships actually you kind of want to keep on the lower end. Okay. Um, you want the support, but your your general admission tickets are where the revenue really comes in because and, repeated visits cause wear and tear on the museum. Interesting. And that is, and that's an industry-wide kind Standard, of metric? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. There's some children's museums that will cap how many memberships they sell. So it is a special privilege if you're a member. And you can come as many times as you want during a year. It's kind of it's kind of akin to Waldemir saying, "Okay, we're going to only sell mm-hmm. so many season passes, mm-hmm. and then we're, you're cut off." Yeah, yeah. Because you have to have room for the visitors. Correct. Amazing, yeah. amazing stuff mm-hmm. here. Uh, you know, and uh, again, this is me dreaming, but the idea of really getting our act together on on these on these packages of mm-hmm. come to Erie and do do this uh, cluster of things like you were saying mm-hmm. and uh, mm-hmm. and just activating all of those assets mm-hmm. is, re- is really remarkable. Mm-hmm. And it's already happening, but, but it could happen at another higher level with new assets at the yeah. ballpark, new assets at the Children's Museum, and so on. They're about to embark on their massive uh, upgrade. Uh, where are we at now? We're at $17 million. $17 million. Do you want to know what we've raised? Please. We've raised over fourteen million. That is remarkable. That needs yeah. that needs the applause button on that one. Oh my goodness! Okay, let's talk about that because uh, it was super super cool. We had we we were covering when the um, when the governor came, Governor Wolf came to announce the 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 big uh, deal, and then like a week later. Three million, three million plus mm-hmm. was announced from the Erie Community Foundation. Talk about yeah. that. Yeah, so they have a fund called the Transformational Fund. And again, something I worked on for years, worked with Mike Batchelor before mm-hmm. he left, um, really making the case that this new museum is transformational for Erie. Um, and so uh, thank goodness we were able to present to them and really kind of share our story that this is transformational for Erie. People don't necessarily think of a children's museum like that, but we are seeing the future workforce of Erie. The kids that come to us hopefully will stay in Erie and will be the future leaders, the future radio hosts and whatnot. So um, it's really important to get them engaged and have a facility like this, not to mention it's a quality of life situation. Absolutely. Um, So we were so thrilled to get those dollars from them because it's very competitive as well. So, uh, so you add the five and the three, and was it three or three and a half? Uh, three. Three. So okay. So that's eight. Mm-hmm. Where's this other six coming from? So Erie Insurance committed a million dollars, which is the largest gift they've ever given to a nonprofit um, capital campaign. Um, then we have Mr. and Mrs. Nicastro gave five hundred thousand, which 
they've said in public, so we can say that. Okay. Um, big ideas learning. Larson Text gave five hundred thousand. Wow. And then from there, um, we have a great capital campaign cabinet, and we have just been soliciting individuals and corporations. So you've been doing this kind of the quiet phase quiet up phase, until now? Yep. So we will actually break ground in April and we'll go into the public phase in probably June. Oh, so, my goodness. Um, we're still quietly trying to raise some of those really big lead gift dollars. Sure, sure. And so, um, you know, how do you feel like on the fundraising side, average Joes will be able to get involved. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so that'll be our uh, community-wide public campaign right. where I'm hoping that we can do some fun things in the museum, have some donor walls incorporated into the new facility. Um, we want, this is the community's children's museum, and so that is very important to me, whether it's 100 bucks, 50 bucks, you have an opportunity to support it and make it happen. So that'll all, more news will be coming in June. Beautiful. Okay, so that's all within the, in the scope of 2022 here. All right. Um, let's, let's talk about this edition because I think people want to know yeah. what, what are the ideas? And, and so first off, uh, are you anticipating, um, almost all of the new part being age, age graded from eight, mm -hmm. eight to 12, or are you going to have stuff for little guys in there too? Oh yeah. It'll be a mix. Because most families have more than one child, so sure. we want to make sure everybody's happy and has something to do. So every area will have a little itty-bitty area for the little toddlers and then some things that will attract the older kids. Can you so, talk about some of yeah. those themes? Yeah, so it's important to note that uh, right before COVID, Tim Nicastro and Lisa Nicastro and I traveled with our exhibit designer, which is JRA out of Cincinnati. They are um, museum designers, I should say. They did the Comedy wow. Center in um, Jamestown, so they so know what they're this doing. This is high-end stuff. Yep, they've done all the Crayola factories and whatnot. Wow. We went on tour, and I dragged Tim and Lisa to five children's museums in 24 hours. <laughs> oh, my word. Um, he needed to get the full effect. Sure, you know? sure. So um, we had a lot of fun, and we really we saw things we liked, and we kind of stole those ideas. Yeah, so okay. there are six or seven galleries that we're calling in the new museum. Um, but inside the galleries are probably 10 to 20 exhibits. Wow. So um, first thing, there'll be an expanded gift shop. And one of the things I'm excited about is, you know, there's not a toy store anywhere anymore. No, you're right. So wow. when you want to come in and buy a toy for, toy for your grandchild, you'll be able to come to our gift shop and get that. Wow. Educational, of course. Um, and let me, let me tell you, plan on being open on gallery night. Yeah. Because that's when this place is just swarming and... Gallery night before Christmas is yeah. always uh, a point. toy. Yep. I mean, yep. we, we bought three socks at glass growers <laughs> for my grandson. Well, you and know? nobody spends money like grandparents. Oh, you're I'm absolutely right. You. Holy smokes. Um, yeah. So when you walk into the museum, you're going to see a two-story ship climber. It replicates the flagship Niagara. Wow. I don't know if you remember seeing that at the press conference. It is massive. Um, and so we are really putting our dollars into three big buckets okay. of these huge, iconic exhibits that will be special to Erie. Um, and then the other exhibits are going to be great, but they might be able to be moved or switched out okay. to, to, so that they see change. Sure. So the ship climber has everything from air cannons to um, 
uh, a big cargo net. The kids can climb inside a lighthouse structure that's patterned after the Erie Lighthouse. Um, and then they can crawl over to the other lighthouse. Um, there is real Lake Erie fish inside, all wheelchair accessible. Um, there's air cannons, a big ship's wheel. There's um, sails they can hoist. So it, it's all about learning about the Niagara and Lake Erie, but not too much, because that is the flagship Niagara's job in the right, Time right. Museum. Yeah, sure. Um, but that's going to be huge. Nice. I can't imagine a kid passing that by. Right, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, we'll have a water table that is uh, three times the size of the current one, mm -hmm. completely um, manufactured just for us. Iconic to Erie features five Erie lighthouses, um, features the Erie Canal, um, there's sailboats, everything that makes Lake Erie great, fishing, um, there's a little toddler area so the kids can have um, lily pads, play with lily pads. Has that always been kind of like the top, uh, one of the top exhibits? It is the top exhibit. It is the yes. top exhibit. The, yes. They just want to get their, yes. up to their ang uh -huh. uh, elbows in water. Uh -huh. wow. And now we're going to actually have dryers. Oh, nice. You know, so after your little one gets wet, you can put them <laughs> under the dryer. I like it. Um, so to give you an idea, the ship climber is a million dollars custom made for wow. us and then the water tables a million dollars but you have to think about this every donor i talk to those exhibits are going to be there for 50 years so you know you get what you pay for right um there's an art studio we hope to do a lot of stuff with the art museum and bring in different artists um to talk about all the um new american populations that are mm -hmm. in erie there mm -hmm. is some cool art that comes from those groups sure. we want to showcase that wow um, taking whatever you can't do at home. That's what they keep telling me. You have to do things here that you can't do at home. So there's an exhibit that features spin art, but it's spin art with a bicycle. So you will paddle a bicycle and paint's going to splatter everywhere. Um, and so you'll be able to make a creation with that. Um, awesome. There is uh, a giant construction house. This is something that Tim and I saw at the DuPage Children's Museum in Illinois. Okay. Or Chicago, yeah. Yeah, Chicago. Um, we're going to give kids real tools. I know, I'm a little nervous yeah. about it. But um, it's creating memories with grandpa, mom, dad. It'll be supervised by our staff. But, you know, safety goggles. They're going to sure. have wood and materials, hammers and nails and you know, that's Saws. something that my, you know, when, when uh, Home Depot first came in, mm -hmm. they used to do that. My kids love that yeah. kind of thing. And it's, it's that same old thing. You know, if you give their child a fake hammer or a real hammer, they want the real one. Absolutely. Well, no, <laughs> life I <skills>. mean. Life skills. <laughs> exactly. We're teaching life skills. Wow. Um, another really special area is the town that we're calling My Erie. Nice. Um, that is going to be the entire second floor of the new edition. And so that features, right when you walk off the elevator or up the stairs, it's going to look like a little eerie. Um, there's a postcard that says, Welcome to Erie, with iconic pictures. There is a mini Warner Theater. There is a grocery store, um, a farm. Because, you know, one of the things that I keep reiterating to donors is that we see about 5,000 school kids. Not every school child knows that milk comes from a cow right. or that eggs come from chickens, right? Mm -hmm. You go to a city school, you don't, one's, you weren't at a farm. Sure. So um, we're going to teach all about agriculture. And Pennsylvania has such a great history and great products, obviously, coming from farms. So right. then 
the products from the farm can go to the grocery store on a truck. So they'll see that uh, correlation happening. Let me ask you, uh, when you, you know, you're, I just keep on thinking about product placement here. And so, I mean, there obviously would be some natural um, sponsorship opportunities mm-hmm. here. You really, really depend on those sponsorships, though, to help with the ongoing operation expense, right? We do, yeah. So that's not, that, that wouldn't be directed towards the build-out, uh, but it's more to just kind of keep the lights on. Correct, yeah. Because tickets don't don't handle everything. Correct. Yeah. And, okay. and so we, 94% of our budget is all self-supporting. 6% is, we are an Ecker lead asset. So we do mm-hmm. get a little bit of gaming funding. Sure. Um, we do get uh, Pennsylvania historic tax credits and stuff like that. Okay. Um, but very little, it's all self-supporting. So you're hundred percent correct. Yeah. So if, you know, if the, if the dairy board wants to sponsor mm-hmm. the farm, yep. uh, it'll help keep the lights on. Correct. Yeah. yeah. Got it. Um, another area in the town that's going to be special, there's going to be an auto area and they have this at Buffalo. It's a little miniature car and it actually teaches kids how to change a tire, change spark plugs, uh, change the oil. It talks to you. And I mean, I'm going to probably be the first in line because (laughs) I don't know how to change a tire. (laughs) (laughs) So we're technically getting this for me. Exactly. That's fantastic. Um, there's just so much to even uh, tell you. Uh, we're going to have space, a big science area. One of the things that I think you'll really like is kind of it came a, a, as a conversation about Shark Tank and how kids sure. come up with the coolest things. And there should be a kid's Shark Tank. And so we came up with this concept of an innovation station. This will mm, be great for mm, the older kids. Sure. And we're going to give them materials. You know, one day there could be circuits and stuff. There could be cardboard, wood, whatever. And we want them, we're going to give them like drawing paper. We want them to come up with an idea, sketch it, create it, build it, try it. And if they fail, rebuild it again. Um, and then there'll be a Shark Tank pitch screen that they can pitch their idea and their oh. concept. And so my idea is that we'll have local people come in. Mm-hmm. We'll do a little, um, we'll do it by age and we'll have a little Shark Tank. And then we'll actually pick winners and give scholarships away and will build what they created. I love it. Um, I've seen some really cute ones. So we're excited about that area too. And again, great synergies with our manufacturing base mm-hmm. and so on. I mean, it just seems mm-hmm. really remarkable. Really, I, 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 you know, tell me if I'm wrong on this, but I feel like the it's, it's very organic, very eerie. Yep approach mm-hmm. here yep you are going to walk in it you know communities or children's museums are very reflective of their communities if you go to the children's museum in buffalo um theirs is very everything was made from buffalo things that are in buffalo we want people to be proud of erie absolutely and it, that starts at a young age um so in that innovation station is kind of like the erie wall of fame things mm. that were made in erie we want, we want kids to be proud of that That's um, cool. we want to keep them here right they're our right. future um, and so that really starts at such a young age. And so we have a shot to do that in this children's museum. So really, really eerie is the focus of every, everything we do. What, what is like the state of the art? Like when you did the research, you know, what would be something that maybe older listeners, uh, like, like my age would not understand that this is, boy, this is what is key here. Uh, you know, that has to be included in the Children's Museum. Mm-hmm. Like, was Were there certain elements that, man, this is the state of the art right now? Yeah. Well, I mean, technology is huge. Yeah. You know, that's, yeah. 
and it's that double-edged sword because it's always changing. Mm -hmm. But children's museums have to be at the forefront of that because the kids know more than we do. So right. we almost have to be ahead of them. I, I still think there might out. be room for a podcast uh, studio yeah. somewhere in that space. There you go. I like it. <laughs> kids know? are fearless. Oh, absolutely. They love that. Um, we're actually going to have a kid reporter. Maybe we can turn oh, that like in that. to do like there a preview go. of the new museum. I love it. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, we also, when you were talking about the older kids, age 10, they start to think about their careers. Sure. So we want to inspire them. That keeps mm -hmm. them in school, keeps them working hard. Maybe they want to work at a farm. Do they even know that that's a job? Um, do they want to be a podcaster? Do mm -hmm. they want to be in the theater? Um, yeah. We want them to start thinking about that. Do you see uh, synergies or assembly space where some of the other things that are going on, I'm thinking about Career Street mm -hmm. or, or some of the other things that are embedded in, in the mm -hmm. uh, educational in infrastructure here would be relying on the Children's Museum to be an asset for mm -hmm. that. Absolutely. We, we really look at ourselves as we are a hub. I often tease Kate at the Playhouse or Steve at the Philharmonic. Like we are the introduction to the, some of those things. Mm -hmm. If Steve brings some musicians to the Children's Museum, maybe a mom isn't comfortable letting their child go to a full performance at the Philharmonic. But, you know, their child got a little taste of that at the Children's Museum. So then they're more likely in a year or two to take them to a performance. We really see ourselves, same thing with Career Street, like use us as the hub, the vehicle to get your information out because we see kids as young as six months old. So, um, you know, we really feel like we are a resource for all of those groups. And being able to have a little elbow room to do these things yeah. is going to be huge. I mean, should I tell you I'm a little worried we're going to be short on space? <laughs> oh, do you have incredible. any space here? It doesn't look like it. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 uh, I'm down to my last uh, couple minutes here with Ainsley Brosey from the uh, Experience Children's Museum. All right, let's let's get a, a handle on uh, timeline. Uh, what you said you're going to break ground in April? That's just next month. It is, yeah. Wow. Yeah. So we're going to break ground. Here's the fun thing: we really did not want to build this without staying open. Okay. We need those operational dollars. Sure. Um, and with COVID, we are as busy as ever because mm -hmm. people are starting to come back. So we really know that we're needed. Um, so we're going to build our two-story addition first in that outdoor space. Okay. We actually purchased the property between the art museum and the children's museum. It's like a wedge property. Okay. We purchased that. So that is going to be some construction laydown space, but eventually that'll be our outdoor space. Okay, so you are going to still be able to have mm -hmm. a little garden out there. Yeah, so. that was important to us. That's cool. Um, so we'll build the two-story addition. That's going to take 13 months, but we're going to remain operational. Nice. Um, and then we will flip-flop. Okay. And we will renovate the current building. And how, how, how much blowing up of the current building <laughs> are you doing? I can't blow it up. Mr. Hagen would be very mad <laughs> right. if I blew it up. Um, I mean, is, like, is the locomotive staying? Nope. It's not. Mm -mm. Wow. So we have some really great opportunities. Um, I work with children's museums across the country, primarily sure. in Pennsylvania. I kind of help some of the smaller museums. Mm -hmm. And so um, some of our exhibits are going to go to them, some okay. of the smaller guys that can't afford anything. Sure. Um, the GE locomotive and whatnot, some of those things are going to go to some train museums and okay. Titusville Oil Cities. Sure, they like have that. a kid's space for them. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. So everything will be repurposed. Interesting. Unless okay. you want 
at the water table. You can cut. No, if you that's... can haul it. You can have it. <laughs> that thing is a monster. You know, <laughs> and it may have a small leak, but <laughs> I honestly, I don't know how your workers deal with all of the air flow sounds it, uh, what what is that what is that thing with the balls is mm-hmm. that what it is yeah that's not as bad as right above my office is the giant operation game <laughs> oh. and there's okay. the kids that just let it go oh yeah i was totally doing that <laughs> when, well, we, I when we were there <laughs> oh okay. thank you <laughs> that's and that's so coming funny. with us we might need is to it? store that here okay <laughs> <laughs> take what is it take out cranks ankle or something like that yeah. you know bread basket bread ba- oh yeah. that's so funny i i love that though that's uh-huh. uh, the you know the i mean really it has served this community well those exhibits and and uh, you know and again you're just getting ready yep for a, for a brand new uh deal here. yeah it's going to be exciting everybody can follow us on our website uh, eriechildrensmuseum.org. We'll be in touch with you. We'll do some sneak peeks. Yeah, cool. um, it's going to be a really fun next two years. It, it's amazing. Again, this is an, just another layer of renewal and renaissance in this in this corner of the universe. And I'm looking across the street. I'm looking at uh, across the street here with uh, with the Richford, Richford Arms and you know uh, the 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 public houses, uh, the the markets going up and. You have a Rita's next door. We got a Rita. I mean, it's, <laughs> I mean, there's so much going on after years and years of just it laying fallow. It, congratulations, oh, and I'm you. I'm amazed at the friendships that uh, are bringing the dollars to this very worthwhile uh, endeavor. It's really remarkable, Ainsley. Oh, thank you so much for the kind words. You got it. So, hey, uh, to be, to be continued here on the Joel Natalie show, the, uh, amazing, uh, um, upgrade of the experienced children's museum, uh, Ainsley Brozig, uh, thank you so, so much for being with us. You've been listening to the Joel Natalie show, Erie, Pennsylvania's daily podcast from talkerie.com. Subscribe to our show on your favorite podcatcher and get involved by emailing joel at talkerie.com.